0: Come on to the Rock Show, come
1: on to the people Show, come on to the Premier Show,
2: Smackdown! It's the 28th of March in the year of our Lord, 2002. Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Will Young's Anything Is Possible slash Evergreen, still Evergreen. Celine Dion, A New Day Has Come, is still number one. New entry this week in what was happening in the UK. Ali G in the House is the number one film at the box office for a week. Uh, just that one week, it was there. That's all it but what a week it was!
1: Yeah. I remember when Ali G was the cultural zeitgeist. What a time that was! Oh, it
2: certainly was. <laughs> it's I think funny. I, was, I was one of those people that was. Uh, I didn't like the film to begin with because the trailer made it look like it was going to be what the last few minutes are, but it's all excess mm-hmm. and he, you know, the guns and the girls and stuff like that. And it's not that at all, is it? It's a bloody British comedy film. So yes. It's all silly billy stuff and cheap. Um, but you know what? I've come to enjoy it for what it is, you know, that time mm-hmm. of life when, yes, Allergy in the House was the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Young
1: has, just to t- touch back on that, that song Evergreen, I-, I hear that in my head on a weekly basis, right? Because it's such because that's a term that is used quite a lot in the YouTube glossary uh, for, for create, you know, you'll, you'll know that here your favorite YouTubers who make evergreen content. So, whenever somebody mentions something in the office, oh, yeah, we, we should do that because it's evergreen, i.e., like it's timeless and it'll just keep on keeping on. Whenever anyone says evergreen, in my head, I'm gonna take this moment mm. and make it last forever. So, thanks, thanks, oh. Will. That's in
2: my head every week in my job. Well, every week <laughs> allergy disagrees he reckons that he had sex with an horse <laughs> Premier League club Aston Villa made a successful five million quid bid for Peter Crouch up oh, the Villa his home debut for Villa the equalising goal against Newcastle United oh fuck move on uh, I like how one won. of the
1: tallest oh, footballers in, in the country is called Crouch know, it's, it's great isn't it crap. it's just great in
2: the one guy in the top that doesn't have a beard is Mr. Beard <laughs> yes <laughs> Stupid joke. <laughs> this week, BBC One announces the current hot air balloon, I dance, I, okay, the things that they show before and after TV programs, are to be axed oh, and replaced by a new set called Rhythm and Movement. So this is kind of like the ones that
1: we have now, where they're dances and stuff, yeah. and people moving around and things like that. That's right. They're very nice. That's the basketball court and the wheelchairs, yeah. Yeah, they're really nice.
2: Very good, yeah. I like That them. thing I like- where they're in the, the oh, I don't know what it's called, but they're on like a string and it winds down. They had a very unfortunate. That was an incredibly undramatic mm. way of summing up what they do. But. There was a
1: very unfortunate one um, that had uh, whereby they had the eye. It's all these BBC eye they I say, they're people dancing. They're sometimes people. Uh, it's like gatherings of people doing things. And there was one of birdwatchers, and it showed the birdwatchers in the in the rushes, and they step out with binoculars, and that's the ident. It's the birdwatching society. But it was the ident they used before a documentary on the search for Madeleine McCann. I'd I'd love that to be a bit that I'd made up. I thought it was, but it's not. You can find footage online of the of the continuity announcer announcing the show over that footage. It's deeply unfortunate it's not a rib it's uh, just deeply unfortunate uh, timing deeply unfortunate uh, timing I've agreed <laughs> i'm going to take
2: this moment
1: and also, it lasts forever
2: uh, also this week ITV digital is placed into administration after failing to reach an agreement with the football league over the 315 million dollar quid 3 year deal to air league matches the company still owes 108 million dollar quid, uh, which it says it cannot pay after its revenue, which was not as good as Forecast had predicted.
1: Congratulations. We have now covered the entire lifespan of ITV Digital on this podcast. Yeah.
2: They were a risky thing going, it's all right, we'll get the Football League. We'll just pay this much for it. And he goes, you haven't got this much. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <Ooh-woo>.
1: <laughs> it was a risk in itself because it was, it was, I, I love the idea that it was covering a lot of lower league football, but they haven't got the money. ...that
2: you need for this kind of operation. Ah, it's crazy when companies do that. Yeah. Anyway, how's that Netflix deal going with <laughs> WWE oh, Network? Oh, oh. Uh, coal mining in Scotland, which has a history stretching back more than 800 years, comes to an end with the closure of Long... Ooh, Long Annette? There we go. Coal mine in Fife after its owners going at liquidation. Bloody Thatcher.
1: Thatcher, eh, still?
2: Uh, the 74th Academy Awards, hosted by Whoopi Goldberg, are held at Kodak Theatre. Ron Howard's A Beautiful Mind, winning four awards... Uh, the film ties with Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful Mind's you know a nice film. Big game this week is the Resident Evil remake for GameCube. When, Which one? Back when remaking Resident Evil was a crazy idea, wasn't yeah,
1: it? Yeah, I, I, I feel like they remake Resident Evil every couple of minutes yeah. now.
2: Yeah, but this was the first one, Resident Evil 1. The first remake. The really oh. dark evil one. Barry. That they Where's since. Barry? Yeah. And in Emmerdale, Ashley and Benice have reached the point of no return. And Benice is forced to break the devastating news to her devoted husband. Despite their best efforts to make the marriage work, it looks as though the future will be brutal. due to Ashley's insistence on buying the rights to the Football League. Uh, <laughs> on TV, you know.
1: Oh, it's that Ashley! Oh, that wow. I
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mike Ashley <laughs> became uh, a rich fat bastard. was <laughs> an Emmerdale fat bastard. <laughs> but that was Mike all Ashley's the news.
1: football manager coming soon.
2: <laughs> all that news was happening in the weird, weird world of reality. And we don't like that here. In, no. In the dream-filled areas of the cult-holic Classic Smackdown Review. So, what was happening in wrestling? I what? don't know. Let's ask Tom and Matthew. Maybe they'll know. We might. Welcome Maybe. to the
1: cult-holic Classic Smackdown Review for however long we've fucking got it for. Uh, what uh, a week it's been, Matthew, Greg, in the boring yeah. world of wrestling. I know we should touch on it because uh, we're recording this probably like a day and a bit before it goes out on the podcast feed. Yep. Uh, the Rock joined the WWE board of directors and immediately uh, made a uh, made a, a, a hire of a family member. The word for what that is fell straight out of my head. What's it called? Nepotism. And, yeah, immediately made a nepotism hire. I made Ava, the GM of NXT. Uh, and as we were digesting the news... Uh, of The Rock during the board. About 10 minutes later, they announced that WWE has struck a deal with Netflix for $5 billion, uh, yeah. which you might be sick to the back teeth of the hearing about, which is why you're here. But I will point out, we will address the elephant in the room, which is the fate, the very fate, of the WWE network. Now, uh, it looks as if the network is going to be moved to Netflix, but we don't know how much of the network is going to be moved to Netflix. Uh, and that'll be from, uh, that'll be at the end of the year, they are shutting down the WWE network. It's being it's, it's disappearing and it's moving to Netflix. We don't know how much of it will go there. So obviously that raises questions about what we do, <laughs> because this podcast lives on the fact that not only do we watch the episode of Smackdown, but then you can watch it with us if you so choose to. So it, it it might change things it might not change things we don't know at this point we've got 11 months to figure that out I'll be married by the time the network shuts down
2: so i am worrying about that as opposed to that I um, will be crying at the wedding. You'll be day.
1: you'll be crying you'll be next to me which should yes. be which should be lovely. But
2: you are, Tom uh, as Lennon said there are decades when nothing happens and there are weeks when decades happen.
1: Oh it's and and that is that. Uh, but you know we'll we'll keep you up to uh, abreast on that on the uh, Cultaholic.com web space and other places. But more importantly, it's Saturday today. It is Royal Rumble Day. Yay. And as you are listening to this, possibly, if you're listening on the day it goes up, myself and Matthew Gregg are off to Wembley! Yay. Box Park Wembley. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> Box Park Wembley! Uh, for the Hooked on Wrestling Cultaholic Royal Rumble Watch Party. Mate, me and you are going to be on the stage at
2: Box Park in Hi. a few hours' time. On the stage, we see clearly.
1: We see clearly with our mate. Fred Ottman, a.k.a. The Shockmaster, a.k.a. Typhoon, a.k.a. Big Tug. Tugboat. I'm so excited. Big
2: tug. Yes, Big Tug. And we're going to give him a Big Tug. That's that's part of the show.
1: <laughs> you've got to ask him a question. You've got to give him a Don't Tug. Then we have him
2: block the river, like that one dude in Egypt.
1: <laughs> and the Suez Canal. Yeah. We're going to use Fred Ottman to block the Suez Oppen's Canal. Ottman's not making
2: political statements at these things. <laughs> I got the... Because I will not... I will not- I'll not move out of the way until Nelson Mandela is freed. <laughs> we're trying to tell him, Ottman, Ottman. Oh, <laughs> he can form his
1: own like um, his his own country of people. We call him the Ottman Empire. Yay! <laughs> um, I got the itinerary for, through for Saturday just before we came in here, and my concern is obviously because the rumble's on late, so we're on late. We're doing the cultaholic quiz. Uh, I'm hosting. Math uh, will be one of the team captains, and uh, we're not on stage till like 10pm. And then me and Fred aren't doing the Q and A until 11. I'm worried we're going to be really sleepy.
2: Don't worry. All the nervous anxiety, we f- powering through like the ultimate warrior. <laughs> just just, just that shaking. I energy. I just think of bad memories of me as a child. Just <laughs> <laughs> have... speak to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at that the dreams in which I'm naked <laughs> ring through the streets. Will power me through the interview. <laughs> I'm at that
1: point in the in the prep leading up to it where I've gone, oh, that's a really cool thing that's happening. I'm going to be on stage with a Q&A f- with Fred Ottman, and uh, you'll be able to ask questions as well if you're with us as well. And I always have that little bit, just as I walk out onto the stage, before I do anything like this, because I've done a few things like this, I always have that moment, walk out on stage and I go, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and like briefly, it's like, oh, have i have prepped? What have I got? What am I doing?
2: Shit! <laughs> the worry that I'll shit myself <laughs> uh, through.
1: Uh, and then... And what then if then, Ottman falls asleep? I mean, Never mind ye. I, was, I said, can we sort out like strong coffee for both of us before we start? Like a nice big coffee. And then Alex said, oh, make sure they don't get him mixed up with Horlicks this morning. I was like, don't say that! <laughs> Put on his theme music. Da-da-da, Da-da-da. We're,
2: we're gone. We're both nodding. If he does do that, we should get a bit of, we should do the old <laughs> tradition of buckaroo. All right, Otman's ah! fell asleep. I'm be quiet. Now we're going to stack stuff on, all right? Ottman Othman-roo. Yeah. <laughs> Who can tip tugboats?
1: <laughs> I hope Fred's not listening to this and thinking, why are these two just uh, Well, if he t- need help sleeping, this well, <laughs> <helps. laughs> this, this will certainly help. If you come in today for, for the watch party, we'll see you in Wembley, Box Park Wembley. Uh, we'll have a lovely... Oh, it's going to be a lovely... Uh, Rumble's my favourite event
2: surrounded yeah, by it, good people there you go Tom that's the way to get through this you go even if we're crap no one's gonna remember because the fucking rumble's on that's it yeah that's it If, if when Hogan wins the rumble no one will remember. the rumble only way they'll remember it. us if Jack Ruby makes it get superior <laughs> right? I'd love it if Jack Ruby came by what
1: a treat that would be I'll just yourselves, <laughs> not again never explain why he said it how are you anyway It's enough about me oh I'm very chip very, very
2: chip chip. Yeah. Chip, chip, chip. That's how you say that, is it? Whatever, well, make words and get away with it. Chipper. Chipper. You know what? Because fucking Fraser and Jack have been talking about that upstage. Uh, because they say, Jack says chipper, but Fraser doesn't. So in my head, I've taken on board. And you said, how are you doing? I'm feeling chip. See, <laughs> so you're in the middle. <laughs> in case Fraser's listening. <laughs> oh, I know what he means. Yes. I'm feeling great, mate. Mm. I'm feeling very motivated.
1: You're looking good. You're, the the moustache is, is looking uh, magnificent. Thank you. Uh, I'm just, not sure what I'm
2: doing with it yet, but it's you know, played by uh, like the network, I guess. I like
1: and you can tell that the, the, the temperature is getting a little bit more mild in the UK because Maff's taken his coat off for the first time in three weeks.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't have it on all the time.
1: We're down to two layers now. <laughs>
2: yeah. People say, you should put even more stuff on. I'm like, what more could I put on? It's an enormous coat. <laughs> I'm double-layered underneath.
1: Look like Joey from Friends. Yeah. Could
2: yeah. I be? be? any more clothes? It's, I'll, I'll be like the, the Dine of a Day secret coat. <laughs> Pay attention, Bond. When you're a boring podcast, press this. <laughs> it's one of your podcast mate. It's a small studio. Just kill everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, it's, you can't do a four-hour podcast, sat down, talk to people, and still be, you know, full of good thoughts.
1: Yeah, it's tiring, this.
2: Yeah, so that will really not help things. <laughs> Shut up. you've got a cocaine. Uh, what's in the news or mailbag? Whichever the, comes first. The
1: coke does help. Uh, in the wrestling news this week. Right, so if you're the first time listening, I apologize. Uh, I'll talk you through some of the big wrestling headlines from this particular week in the year of our Lord, 2002. And then Matthew Greg is going to go through uh, the happenings of this episode of SmackDown. And there'll be things that we add and talk about as we go through that. But in terms of the wrestling world this week, of course, the big story in wrestling world this week in 2002 is the draft. Uh, On Monday, the World Wrestling Federation drafted their entire roster, split into two brands, (coughs) Monday Night Raw, and SmackDown on a Thursday. Um, Figure Four Weekly reports on this saying uh, when it comes to the draft itself, there is one major concern amongst all of that. Whilst this massive event is taking place, the future of Steve Austin in the WWF Still is very much up in the air. And Figure Four says efforts were made by Vince McMahon all week to get back into Austin's good graces. Austin turned up to Raw the night after WrestleMania. Was told, "You've just got a promo this week. Not sure what we're doing from there." And he went, "Fuck it, I'll go home." Uh, oh, and this is this has kind of been the 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 uh, the starter cap that in the tinder box that has been. Austin's last four months in the WWF fed up of a lack of creative, frustrated, tired, uh, angry of having to work with, with unreliable people in his eyes like Scott Hall and the NWO and generally feeling like he's being shunted to the side in favor of other people. So it all got to a head on, uh, on April the 1st and he went home. And Vince has been trying to reach him all week. And the general belief, according to figure four, is that Austin would be on Raw for this week's draft. He wasn't. Uh, They mentioned him briefly. Uh, They said there's a clause in his contract, which means he can't be drafted and he can choose where he goes. The original plan was to have Austin and Rock as draft picks one and two. Makes sense. So obviously have Austin as the top start on Raw and the Rock as the top start on SmackDown. Now, they obviously can't do that because Austin wasn't there to be drafted. Uh, Then they wanted to, I guess they didn't want to guarantee he'd be on either show because it's still up in the air. So they have themselves some wiggle room in the event that Austin doesn't come back for a while. Um, The original plan was indeed to have Austin on Raw, um, but that would put him in the same company as Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac, which is something he would not like to do. Mm. Uh, Now, the fact that he wasn't at Raw is a much bigger story than the WWF is letting on. He made it clear that he had more than enough money to last him until the rest of his life when he left. It's not the kind of thing someone says if they're taking a week off to go and uh, Mm. think about things. There was a lot of unhappy fans who bought Raw tickets specifically to see Steve Austin. The big question is whether or not he shows up for the next house show swing through Florida since he was such a huge draw and his name alone sold a lot of tickets. If he's there, everything's fine. If it's not, then according to figure four, things have reached a critical level.
2: So... Not yet, but we're close. The the doomsday clock (laughs) getting close and closer to midnight.
1: It's about 30 seconds to midnight at this point. Uh, Now, the plan has always been to have the popularity of Steve Austin and The Rock buoy this draft. Austin on the Raw show and the house loop for Raw and The Rock on the SmackDown loop. However, it doesn't look likely that The Rock is even going to be a part of this going forward either. So the two big names they had for the draft that were going to, be the the spears of each show austin we don't know potentially not coming back at all and the rock well he's about to be launched into the sun uh, through hollywood there's another massive project for him coming up that's going to take him off tv as well uh now the rosters themselves away from those two were discussed and agreed upon just before wrestlemania internally the men's and women's champions triple h and jazz uh, whilst designated a brand will be floaters not in that sense um, but they will go back and forth and defend their titles on both shows, which I always liked as a, as a caveat to a draft, rather than making two separate sets of champions, have the champs be able to go between the shows. It makes those championships feel more important, I think.
2: Mm. Plus, it means, uh-oh, the numbers aren't doing well. We can have the champion show up. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's, a, it's an in-case of emergency. Break glass for whichever show. It just And and it also and when you've got the world champ, one world champion between two shows, it means that the secondary titles get a lift as well. You can make them more important. You know, the world champ's not going to be on Raw every week, but, you know, the the intercontinental champion will be there every week. So let's put some emphasis on that. Let's make that a top-tier title in the absence of of a world title. I mean, they did that on Raw whilst um, when Roman Reigns took the WWE title initially and they tried to bring the secondary titles up to the four, and they did quite a good job with that. This is only last year and I like the idea of them doing that. Um, There were some minor changes during the week uh, and the picks were finalized as the draft was held. So up until the last minute, they were making a few little tweaks to who was going going where. So, Ric Flair's Raw consists of The Undertaker, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall and X-Pac, the NWO as a unit, Kane, what? Rob Van Dam, Booker T, The Big Show, Bubba Ray Dudley, Brock Lesnar, William Regal, the Hardys and Lita, Bradshaw, Stephen Richards, Raven, Mr. Perfect, Spike Dudley, d Brown, Sean Stasiak, Terry Runnels, Goldust, Trish Stratus, Just Incredible, Boss Man, Tommy Dreamer, Crash
2: Holly, and Mighty Molly. Sean Stasiak still around? Yeah. Well, it's sur- what the idea of the draft isn't it? To go, oh yeah, this guy's here.
1: That surprised me as well. Like, and there's a few, there's no. a few that you just pepper in that you go, are they still there? SmackDown, run by Vince McMahon, gets The Rock, Kurt Angle, Chris Benoit, Hulk Hogan, Billy and Chuck with Rico, Edge, Rikishi, Devon Dudley, Mark Henry, Maven, Billy Kidman, Tajiri, Chris Jericho, Ivory Albert, Hurricane Al Snow, Landstorm, DDP, Tori Wilson, Scotty Duharty, Stacey Keebler, Christian, Test, Farouk, Taz, Bob Oli, the Big Val not Val Venus. I'll tell you, a bit, The right. big Val Boski. This is the quiet rebrand of Val because he looks like crap now. <laughs> and Perry Saturn, mate, we lost Kane.
2: There's a. There's not only that we've missed, but we'll go through mm. it. The, there's not. There'll be a quiz at the end. Don't worry, we'll go through it as a week. Uh, we, we, uh, this is this is a very important episode, not just for SmackDown, but for this little podcast we do. For the
1: canon of this podcast, this is the last week that we have Kane on SmackDown for many, many years. In Like, in real time. <laughs> we won't talk about Kane for a long while. And, yeah, fuck uh, Austin. Why are you saying that? We'll, we'll talk about him on... On uh, pay per view watch alongs, on oh, the retro boy, reactions, yeah, we'll see great. him there. Yeah, you'll yeah, be yeah. glad. You'll be glad of. You yeah, love them. I love them. You bloody love doing them with me, we'll don't you? Six hour podcast. You bloody do, mate. <laughs> uh, other champs were divvied up. <laughs> Raw gets the IC title, the European title, and the Hardcore title, and SmackDown gets the Tag titles and the Cruiserweight title, which they're apparently going to put a lot of emphasis on.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh, every uh, year until like twenty four or whenever, Not Twenty fourteen. When did the uh, the CWC and the two or five live happen? Well, uh, year that was, anyway. Sorry, I'm, I'm digressing.
1: 2016? I'm Neil Digress <laughs> Uh Now, Sunday Night Heat is looking like it's going to become a SmackDown show because the show is taped before SmackDown, so that makes sense. Metal and Jacked, slash uh, their syndicated programming, uh, will become a Raw show. So if you watch Metal and Jacked, it'll be the WF Raw lads. <laughs> you watch Metal and
2: Jacked. Coming soon, the podcast to, feed near you. You used to watch
1: Metal every week I know, about on what? Sky One. Called on a Classic Metal Review, coming soon. Ha ha ha! Ha, ha, ha. The only other major changes during the week, Jericho and Billy and Chuck were moved from Raw to SmackDown. So Jericho was originally going to be on Raw. They bumped him to Smackers. Undertaker and Booker T were going to go on SmackDown. They're moved to Raw, what with the absence of Steve Austin. They needed a number one draft pick. So storyline-wise, Flair drafting Undertaker first is quite a good little story to tell. Mm -hmm. I quite enjoyed that.
2: That reaction of uh, Undertaker taking off the shades backstage and then getting mad, that's where that's from. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) may have seen it online.
1: There's quite a few... um, now this is interesting because there's quite a few so shocked faces during this draft.
2: Yeah, a lot, Be- lot of kicked out.
1: Yeah, because uh, wrestlers that weren't among the top twenty in the in the draft, they weren't told at the show where they were going. they were told to go to WWF.com and find out where they would be working. Oh my
2: God.
1: Several who were driving to Philadelphia ended up having to call friends after the show to find out what show they were on.
2: Oh no, I didn't know that about the first draft.
1: They couldn't, and some of them couldn't find (laughs) out for hours because the WWF servers overloaded. Oh no. uh, So many people going to see what was happening with the draft. But this is still quite common because you still get like NXT guys who don't know that they're being called up. When they did the, the last draft, you have people who didn't know.
2: I get you want to keep it... It's shocking that lack of... I thought they did it deliberately to mess with people like Jim Ross that one time famously, but like... Oh, yeah. For other wrestlers, it's like, ooh.
1: I get you want to keep a it a surprise, but it's really shit. Yeah. Really shit. Imagine if you came in one day and, and, and Pachiti went, oh, by the way, this is a cricket YouTube channel now. What? <laughs> what, gone? Yeah, they're doing
0: great numbers. Here's
1: the cricket news. I don't know. <laughs> I'll just give them to Atif Nawaz. He's my boy for cricket. Come and do this instead, mate. Uh, Now, Figure Four also says, uh, as well as not being told where they're going, they're also not getting as much money. A lot of the undercard guys are being asked to take a $25,000 cut from their downside guarantee. Now, if business is good, it's fine because they all make more than their downside guarantee. If business goes down the toilet, which it has not been great lately, it means that they're going to financially take a real hit on what they are, what their downside is. Um, and there is also expected to be a round of cuts on the way. Despite the fact that they've just thought this draft out, there's a chance that there's a lot of guys that are going. Now, people are being told they don't have to accept the cuts to their pay. They'll be told you're going to take a pay cut, and they can say no, but... A lot of guys have 90-day cycles built into their deals that would allow the company to release them. So obviously, nobody who wants to keep their job is going to say no. Like, do you want to take 25 grand less a year? No. Hmm. Okay, there's your termination (laughs) papers. I mean, they are
2: bringing up up a lot of new people anyways. Rico, Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin and Charlie guess, are waiting in the wings. So it's like, okay, he was not pulling the weight. Mm. Stasiak. How are you, doing? <laughs>
1: the idea being that for guys like Stasiak, this, the, this presents an opportunity because the WWF program has been so bloated and especially since the NWO came in, there is less TV time. This brand split will allow new characters at least the opportunity to fail. To see, uh, uh, or succeed on their own merit, with
2: the room to do so. Of course, uh, wonderful, wonderful timing for a young John Cena about to make his debut as well. Oh yeah, but almost wasn't if that? Because if it hadn't happened as well, like this yeah. little brand split, what? Well, it's very uh, coincidental. There's a, there's
1: a few guys who get a look because they need to build the yeah. roster. And there's, and there's a future stars as stars of today who become icons yeah. who get a look in because of this brand split. Uh, Conan on Wrestling Observer Live oh, said that Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero have both been offered deals with the WWF, but Rey hasn't signed yet. Rey was apparently rumored to be offered a $75,000 downside guarantee, which seems hilarious now because he's Rey Mysterio. Mm. But at that point... I think Vince went, well, lowball. I think this is them lowballing Rey Mysterio, isn't it? To see yeah. whether or not he'll come in. he's only little. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I was going to say, oh, Conan's going to talk some <laughs> shite. Wait, oh, actually, those are both true. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough,
1: mate. Uh, Vince, in general, hates the idea of downside guarantees. It's worth pointing out. Um, he, ne- he-, he never offered them until the until Nitro stepped in.
2: And he doesn't have to now, I guess. Yeah, I and that, so
1: now he's look, he's excited at the fact that he can offer a bit less and then maybe get rid of downside guarantees altogether because he doesn't like paying them. Um, and, okay, non-draft news. A couple, of, a couple of headlines in the non-draft world. The Big Show was on The
2: Big Breakfast last week. Oh, which is funny because it's also just ended.
1: Yeah, it's the last week of The Big Breakfast yeah. and The Big Show is on it. He
2: killed it. <laughs> we blame you. Apparently he Mo- ate the big breakfast.
1: Uh, was as well as pushing WWF TV on Sky, he made loads of fat jokes. <laughs> Bless him. He, he he told he told the hosts I see I'm on the seafood diet. I see food and I eat it. He was asked if he gets a lot of lot of love on the road. He said he was a lady killer. I roll over in bed and I kill them. And I'm like, oh mate, don't. no, oh, I feel bad
2: now. I've not heard that second one before.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The lady
2: kid. All him. right, though. <laughs> It's good. Yeah, but like. So, I say, why should I be on that fat rest? he had on here was fucking Yoko, and you killed him.
1: <laughs> and he was on the bed with exactly. uh, Paula Yates.
2: There's a British breakfast. Oh, R- it probably was, killed him. Was
1: it Paula Yates or was it Lily Savage no. was on the bed
2: with? Yeah, no, think... no, Paula Yates. I think it was At oh, yeah. Lily, Sa- Lily Savage was with Randy Savage, your macho man. That was it. And, it, and, and, and Randy was like, ooh, I fancy you. I like, yes. This is hilarious. H- Hogan was like, Savage, you take this. He's yeah. <laughs> <Okay>, brother. <laughs> Great.
1: God, God bless you, Lily Savage. God bless you. Um, regarding that story that we did last week uh, from Tokyo Sport of Ogawa being at Mania.
2: Oh, speaking of bullshit, here's right. Tokyo Sport.
1: No, they 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 doubled down on this. <laughs> okay, what did they say? They said. They said um, there have been Japanese media there have been Japanese media stories as as well as Ogawa possibly getting a look in for a, a WWF contract uh-huh. there's talk of the WWF running a Tokyo Dome show headlined by Ogawa versus The Rock ah!
2: <laughs> when's that happening it's amazing it took the decades for us to realise oh they're just full of shit <laughs> right <laughs> at the time people were like oh it's going to be fucking great but you know WWF will cancel it because they hate fun you're like no it's the- what God, give me that Tokyo you- Dome they, these fuckers we're looking to sell out Sumo Hall, <laughs> Tokyo Dome. No, the fuck. Hogan versus Tenryu couldn't sell out the Tokyo Dome in '91, so oh no, Agawa versus The Rock in will sell the Tokyo. <laughs> the Rock crafted his shoe fighting background <laughs> to take care of Ogawa
1: Gotta gotta believe it. if Tony Khan was booking WWF, that would have happened. Olympian Ogawa is no match for the Scorpion Deathlock. <laughs> You may be a technical Olympic master, but how do you fare with the people's helper?
2: <laughs> yes! Give me that, you cowards! Uh, There's also that thing a while ago, might be the same year, might come up that like Takeyama was up in a match with Hogan, and then they declined it, and Hogan was like, oh, I was going to lose to him and all. And Takeyama <laughs> took that piece, and I might go, I could have beaten Hogan! <laughs> <laughs> what? There's no yeah. way it would have happened. No you way. Bastards. <laughs>
1: I'm going to drop this in. This is from the Observer this week. This is maybe Chuckle. So it was based on a few weeks ago. Remember when we had that skit with Christian and the two little kids and he was learning how to smile. He was doing oh, yeah, a yeah. smile with DDP. Oh, what have these kids done and they, they, And the, and when Christian goes, hey, kids, where's your dad? And he went, yeah. our dad left us, right? That skit was written by Brian Gewartz. This is from the figure, from Figure Four. The line was actually changed by Vince McMahon, right? The original line was going to be, where's your dad? Our dad died in a fire. A Christian storyline over two decades in the making.
2: (laughs) Oh, your father's dead. Well, what was the follow up line? Was she going to say, Oh, sorry, I've been trying to give up smoking?
1: Well, uh, well, Vince said, You can't say your dad died in a fire. <laughs> I think you're
2: fine, and
1: then yeah. Garrett said, How about we say our dad had an accident and is in hospital? And Vince said, No, just say
2: he left you. <laughs>
1: so it's Vince that put the kibosh on that, which is a surprise.
2: Vince <laughs> going, It's a bit much for a DDP segment. <laughs> he didn't have a point, but yeah.
1: But yeah, so um, we, nearly, we nearly got the, the AEW Christian Cage. Nearly two, just over two decades before. I'm dead, dad. Dead. Your father's dead. Uh, anyway, that's all the wrestling news. Over to this man, Matthew Gregory. He's going to talk God. us through this week's
2: episode. Do you have anything left in the tank after that? After it is the f- year.
1: F- it is the final SmackDown. You've yeah. got to get something in the tank because it's the final SmackDown with the full roster. It
2: Certainly is, and you can tell by the the people in the crowd. It, Thirteen thousand six hundred oh. in Philadelphia, PA, at the First Union oh. Center. <laughs> union. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no cutting people no 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 Vince, Vince got there a bit earlier than everybody else and just put a big banner over the word union the first center call it the first center I'm going to make you cry
2: it should be onion <laughs> uh, it's not a live feed but first we do onion have the we should have the team of Crash Holly and Billy Kidman defeating Hugh Morris it's funny and Perry Sutton not funny uh, Mr Perfect defeating Randy Orton wow Mm. Uh, then Sunday night heat kicks in Jazz defeats Molly in a women's title match uh, Lance Storm defeats Scotty 2 Hottie With a super kick Edge pins Goldus for low blow and a spear Well done Edge And European champion William Regal Pinned Tajiri With a double underhook into a powerbomb Ooh That's a lovely move Very European so It hit. is uh, We open up with the news That the NWO is taking on Kane, Rock and Hogan tonight And also Green Lantern fan Notorious dickhead is at ringside looking confused and stupid behind Colton Lawler. <laughs> the fan who you may or may not remember as the person who got married on Raw with Bobby Heenan making fun of him the entire time in 93. Is that the guy? It certainly is. No
1: way! There's also
2: the rumor in innuendo is that he attempted to gate crash, or to show up, I don't know, gate crash may be a strong word, but show up to Chris Candido's funeral. And he was told oh, to fuck off. Good. What are you doing? He does not have a great rep online. You
1: can't, some people, you give them an inch and they take a fucking mile.
2: <laughs> hey, look, it's cold. <laughs> uh, for the last SmackDown, of the undrafted error, aka Solomon's judgment, as the draft is split in half. <laughs> Booker T is here, as we see clips of Booker T putting away DDP despite Edge's interference on Raw. Lawler says that a kick knocks six of DDP's 90 teeth out. <laughs> we got a ticket tape. I think that's the term for it. Maybe yes, I've uh, yeah, I, I, T- I put the ticker, I put a ticker along the bottom showing who was chosen for SmackDown's roster uh, come next week, including Benoit, who was uninjured soon. <laughs> he's so getting he's drafted, but he's not here yet. He's
1: getting better.
2: The idea of Benoit is in there. Uh, <laughs> DDP can't get the spin on the big power bomb because Big Booker T is big, so he just gets a two. As crowd gets distracted by something else until DDP lands a heatless diamond cutter before. <gasps> Brock is here to drop <sighs> TDP like a bad habit to end a match that was going nowhere slow. The newly drafted Brock Lesnar, who dropped Rikishi on Raw, as this push is going to go harder than French New Wave. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew's listening to the good stuff this week. Well, uh, one 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 I will second, keep up. i just remembered something that I was going to do. Tom has just wandered off. What I
0: need is back here, just
2: no worries. Um, Tom I, is just wandering I around the. Tom is a distant voice. The the idea of Tom has also been drafted into the SmackDown. The concept. (laughs) The mere thought of Tom. My concept has been drafted. The glint in the milkman's eye of Tom. (laughs) Don't tell my father that. Anyway, this was Booker T's last appearance on SmackDown for two years. And also Lesnar's last SmackDown appearance for five years. We're going to miss both of them. Um, So we'll have to just take our word for it that Brock is going to do pretty all right these upcoming months. Um, so this is going nowhere. DDP looking all right, I guess. Uh, and Thomas back. We looking for actual tickets. I, I
1: was, there was now, now there was. I'll let you in on it. There was, there was a little, uh, there was a button I was trying to find, like a, a, button. a little, like a buzzer, uh-huh. which we used, which we used previously. Uh, because forgot to mention this, I have breaking news on the cultaholic classic SmackDown review draft throughout today's episode. <laughs>
2: Oh, I see. So I needed a buzzer, but I couldn't. Fine. We can just buzzer. do the noise. We Wait, might just. We this m- is an audio podcast, you know. Okay. It is. Hey podcast. guys, type yourselves in.
1: But for those who are watching on the video version, they might have appreciated a buzzer. So if you're watching on the video version, I apologise for the lack of buzzer.
2: Oh, sorry for those poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Might need something less annoying. <laughs> I was going to say, if you on the, the the subway to work or whatever, <laughs> oh boy, this will cheer me up. <laughs> I'm going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this fucking podcast. <laughs> Okay, we'll go bling. Yeah. That's nicer, isn't it? Bling. Oh, we do the ticket. Oh, t- oh yeah. breaking news. Yeah. Do you know about that, right? Like, like no. obviously there used to be the noise of the the, the news coming in, with those little big, big machines you'd see with the things winding off in the background. But they got rid of the noise because obviously it doesn't happen anymore. Those machines don't do this. But people request, like, can you put that noise back in? Because oh. we associate that for decades. That was the ne- Oh, here comes the news coming down the wire. <laughs> so obviously machines don't do that. But for years, they still have it, like, even though the machines, like, no, they don't. I do think the, it's yes. Yeah, they it's don't a... do the thing. They should do that. They don't do the SmackDown intro, which apparently we didn't get one this week. They should do.
1: Hang on, I think I've
2: got a nice yeah, noise
1: here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Oh, breaking news. There we go. Breaking. Hang on. Right, cultaholic classic SmackDown <laughs> review draft update.
2: We'll make this show in black and white. <laughs>
1: Can confirm that Tess and his Nintendo 64 have been drafted to Raw. <laughs> However, the N64 controller has been drafted to SmackDown. We'll have more as we get it. Back N64, to
2: you. <laughs> oh, I told them. About. Even on a retro podcast, the Xbox.
1: <laughs> now he's left the
2: Xbox behind. Told- <laughs> I'm not choosing the draft. I'm not going to the draft. It's legitimate Oh, right. hang on. Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, getting on, word you... that
1: the Xbox has been drafted to Sunday Night Heat. <laughs> Good for the Xbox. Never mind.
2: Which is not broadcast in Japan. <laughs> uh, so um, the, the theme of this week's episode is not just shit news jokes from the 1950s. <laughs> oh, it it's will also be the mostly fact that. that. These, there's a lot happening in a short space of time. Uh, so get used to that. Kurt Angler is here. And the crowd are going really hard on the, you, sir, mm. what? Chance. Angle is gutted that Stephanie got pinned in the three-way and was gone from the company forever. Oh, God, yeah, that happened on Raw, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a budding flower that was trimmed at her prime. <laughs> he demands a moment of respect for Steph with the lights dimming and a sad picture of Stephanie on the screen as Angle does an amazing job of saying how annoyed he is at the crowd booing him and Steph. Angle implies He's going to charge the crowd And start attacking people For their booze, But then Vince shows up Going lawsuit 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 (laughs) Vince is also mad At her daughter's name At her daughter's At his daughter's name Being desecrated At his Because it's his name McMahon name And it's worth more Than everybody else's name here Triple H is a model citizen Reminds us all That Triple H Embarrassed his daughter By marrying her and then beating her up on Raw. He's a son of a bitch. <laughs> Steph is an ideal show, but she's as close to ideal as a daughter could be. <laughs> <laughs> also, Triple H is going to be on Vince's show Smackdown. <laughs> Triple H comes out and says, if Vince thinks he's been evil, sadistic, and rotten, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh. And shows Steph being pinned and thrown out of Raw forever, with Steph doing an amazing job of selling the anger and having me dragged kicking and screaming by two grown men. If you saw this, you'd think this had been a great feud. is so mad, he wants Triple H tonight. Screw the title. He calls him an ape as well. Nice continuity, because we also believe on the ticket tape that the uh, Triple H ape has been drafted to Jack. I haven't haven't had that confirmed yet. Oh, sorry. Well, unconfirmed reports. Conan told me. Um, Vince wants a (laughs) handicap match tonight. But Flair, the GM of Raw, shows up. He woos a lot and says it'll be a tag match tonight with him. Woo, woo, Philly. Woo, woo, (laughs) Betty.
1: (laughs) Did Frank Spencer turn up at the end? Thank you. Um, I enjoyed this. Great segment. Great segment. Like the You Suck Watch ants, louder than I think I've ever heard them, which is over like Rover. Uh, I like trips with both belts. I like both belts. I'm, I'm sad that that time period is coming to an end with both belts, which we'll talk about next time. Um, is this the first, the first tease of evolution? Trips and uh, Yeah, I had thought
2: about that. But yeah. Hmm.
1: And I also liked how they did several power handshakes like an, an awkward amount of them. Like they did one to set up the segment, which the cameras sort of cut away from. As Ric Flair was leaving, Tripp stuck his hand out again to do another and Flair didn't notice for a couple of seconds. And then once they did, and then they lingered on them a bit longer, they did a third power handshake. I think one would have been plenty. It almost looked like they were desperate to get the shot so they just kept yeah. doing the handshake, whether they were getting instructions from the yeah. from the back. Do the yeah, handshake.
2: Do the handshake, shake, do the handshake. Do the raw.
1: Do, do the raw. Jim yeah. Ross says that Hunter's quad is quite sore, um, but uh, it shouldn't slow down his working process. I'm very nervous if he's back and he's already having some quad issues. That's what we want to
2: hear, first thing back. It's exactly what you want to hear. But sadly, yeah, yeah, you love those. Oh, oh,
1: hang on. Breaking news from the Cold Olic Classic Smackdown review draft. We can confirm... Uh, that cuddles the monkey has been drafted to the XWF. <laughs> Gonna fuck all of them. And Dennis Norden has been drafted to the XFL. So good luck, Dennis. Oh. The joke is that I'm brittle. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we wish you best of luck. <laughs> uh, we can confirm that the Triple H monkey has been drafted to Jacked.
2: Oh, that's good to see. So, oh, what's this? Beep, 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 Hang on, you need the noise. Oh, I, I, yeah, I've my phone. So oh, thank you, Tom. The breaking news: uh, Triple H's work rate has been drafted <laughs> to 2001. <laughs> Triple H's mobility has been drafted to. Damn his it! Knees. The good Triple H has gone back to 01. He's not coming back. And now we won't see him again for many, many, uh, many moons. Speaking of not being seen for many, many years, the Dudleys backstage say if they don't win the titles tonight, it's their last time as a team. But they're in Philly so will make sure they're going to try harder than ever because EC-dub, tables, fake accents, etc. Uh, Lola is disgusted by this lovely moment and wonders why they don't just kiss one another. <laughs> and then Billy and Chuck show up, staying as a unit as tag champs, along with Rico. Bubba going to Raw, Devon staying on SmackDown. The classless Philly fans chant homos before Chuck gets worked over. On paper, it made sense because the Dudleys had done everything as a duo by this point, and they weren't the same... And they got back together later on, but that's beside the
1: point. No Stacy, by the way, because Stacy got powerbombed through a table on last Raw. Week. That's right. And uh, Sky TV cut it out of the UK transmission. Yeah, I mean,
2: they don't want, yeah. you know, don't, don't look at that. It's awful. Beep, 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 beep. Shut up. Bubba has got his working shoes on as he tries pinning Billy with a Simone drop lit, slash laying there combo. <laughs> Rico <laughs> holds Devon's leg, but it can't prevent the doomsday device. Rico distracts the ref, as Lorda insists. It's just because the referee had a bad haircut and Rico was only trying to help now and then Laura really brings you up to like oh that's why he's still
0: around yeah, yeah.
2: Devon stupidly runs to chase him leaving Bubba open to take a famous in the ring and that ends the Duddy Boy's legendary run however Devon returns to deliver the 3D and that was a ball shot to Billy before get the tables one last time This match is a perfect example of why the brand extension was needed as there was nowhere near the time given to this considering its importance because there's too much stuff to go through already tonight. It was what it was. Also, Bubba's eye is bleeding and all fucked up looking. Yeah. both brothers hug, as Cole says, there goes maybe the greatest tag team of all time. And this was the Dudu's last TV match as a team for eight months and Bubba Ray's last appearance on SmackDown for two years.
1: In, and in another time, this would have main evented the show. Exactly. You could have had a whole... You, you, you didn't need, like, weeks to build it. You could have built it over a show with little vignettes of why the, the Dudleys are so important and then, and then just giving them a match with Billy and Chuck in the main event. But like you say, there are so many Masters to serve currently, and this is why the brand split's happening, because there's too many Masters to serve, and you can't give this the time it needs. It's the Dudleys' last match. It's in Philly. If they don't win, they lose. They, they split forever. Like, you they they sold this in like two segments and it could have easily been the focal point of the show yep. and it wouldn't have felt weird yep it would have felt right but as it is it is what it is uh, as you say it's it's not the the, the very end of the dudleys cuz they'll have many more happy years together in wwe and uh, elsewhere as
2: well of course mm-hmm. uh, that's followed by the apa with much the same thoughts with Bradshaw telling jersey to tell the rest of the guys that we're going to have a party a blowout to end this era. Yeah. Tory stays and they play strip poker. It was 2002.
1: Nice. Uh, Ross' uh, Ross report this week says that Farouk loosened a tooth at WrestleMania. Didn't know that. He's fine. He's cracking on. But in the, in the injury report, it just said, oh, Farouk loosened a tooth. Who's Billy Orchucks? <laughs> Probably everybody's, mm. I think. Oh, hello. Hang on. Breaking news from the Cold Holiday Classic Review draft. Uh, we can, yes, we can confirm that. Dynamite Tom Billington has been drafted to Barbara Light. (laughs) And Bulldog Wearing Jeans has been drafted to the Pepper Army Corporation. So congratulations both. Uh, Best of luck in your future endeavours. Oh, damn it. There was was
2: a lot of competition there. The Wigan Minds were desperate to have him.
1: (laughs) The Wigan Minds were very keen to have him. Uh, Lillian.
2: Breaking news.
1: (laughs) In a a last-minute switch... Bulldog has gone to the Wigan mines because the ones in Fife are shut. Because the, the Fife mines are closed, and Matthew did stumble across a far funnier punchline than the one that Tom came yeah. up with. To the Wigan mines, you go, Bulldog. Congratulations! Beep, beep,
2: beep, beep, beep. I like doing the, the noise with my mouth. I'm okay. so sorry. What a dickhead I am. Got the button right there. Oh, thank you, Tom. We can confirm that Margaret Thatcher is staying in hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, perfect timing, Tom. Thank you. Uh, I hope that thought warms you through the day like she is currently burning alive. <laughs> Lillian praises Lida and Matt and Jeff are being drafted together as a big unit. It's not their fault. <laughs> they didn't do anything. <laughs> oh, congrats. Well done. Jericho shows up and is livid because he should be... <laughs> I put livid too! Oh, he's livid. He should be uwu champ still. No rematch in WrestleMania, apart from that three-way And oh god, he just just sounds shit. (laughs) Matt Hardy makes fun of him, and I put a couple of letters. Matt Hardy calls Jericho a has-been. Ooh, that's gonna hurt. (laughs) So Jericho pushes him into some. I'm trying to get this through. Jericho pushes Matt Hardy into some laundry boxes, and then runs away. I thought I hate this shit.
1: (laughs) You big bully.
2: Oh, no, not those laundry boxes. Ooh, I hear they can carry, like, five duvets. A massive. I'll teach you, you prick. Ah, my knee went right into a pillow. Ooh. I'll get you.
1: Did he push Lita
2: as well, though? I think he pushed Lita. No, he pushed Matt Hardy, and then Matt Hardy hit the... Oh, this is like fucking one of those burnout crash modes, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Joe Go pushed Matt Hardy.
2: Matt Hardy hit a laundry box, and because there was some shirts in it, that let like, gently touch Lita, and she fell. Like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Oh, Vic, I've fallen. <laughs> and Sky One were like, "Well, we don't. We'll cut this out." And they're like, "Why? It does not hit directly." He says no, because it's awful.
1: Where were those laundry boxes during the stadium stampede match? <laughs> What I could
2: have done with them? Jericho specifically requested, and no, I don't want to see them ever again. <laughs> anyway, then Rock and Hogan and Kane talk backstage. Aww. And I thought, oh, it's this, it's this. And it's so great because you forget about the build up to this. All right. Here we go. Hogan puts over Kane. Oh, oh God. Look. <laughs> brother, he's white. <laughs> he didn't say that. Rock also says, he's scary, but he's not King Kong Bundy. <laughs> Give me five. Or Kamala, that's Rock making those noises. Who Hogan beat and humiliated, like Rock at WrestleMania. <laughs> and then, so they both, Hogan and Rock, have put over Kane. Like how he's a
1: scary. Oh, cat. Oh God, this guy's
2: terrifying. What? And it's like, oh my, that's really good. Actually, they're doing that. I love that. Then Kane shows up, and Rock says, "Wow, look, he's really scary. Look, look at this Hogan." And he goes, "Ooh," and puts his face in front of his face. Rock, and Kane
1: doesn't even flinch. Yeah, Rock tries to to to, to uh. scare Kane by like by going boo. And Kane doesn't move. It's great. And he's like,
2: wow, look at this Hogan. And then Kane does, like, it doesn't matter that you're ready. I've got the whole transcript uh, if it, you like man. it. Go for it. you're doing better, Kane, than me.
1: The Rock asks Kane if he's ready to whoop ass. And Kane says,
2: are you ready?
1: It doesn't matter if you're ready. Tonight, The Rock and Kane team up with Hulk Hogan. And you this isn't even our bit. This was on SmackDown. And you know something, Linda? Whether the millions... Uh. <laughs> That bit was us. are yeah. the millions and millions of Rox fans, or twenty thousand Hulkamaniacs, Harsh. or twenty thousand screaming Conanites, we've got fans. The question is, brothers, what are you going to do? Kevin Dash, Scott Hall, and X-Pac, what are you going to do when The Rock, Hulk Hogan, and The Big Red Machine run wild on you? He then, hot dogs, fucking grandstands. It is the greatest Kane moment mm-hmm. ever. It's like he knew this was his last night on the Colt Classic Smackdown yeah. review and
2: just fucking went for it. Yeah. It's, a, it. yes. it's the wacky season finale of SmackDown on UPM followed by Star Trek Voyager repeats. Now, it's <laughs> pretty much what's going on. Mm.
1: When you were watching this first time round, what did you make of it?
2: Honestly, as a kid, I'm as a like, as a
1: geeky gawky nah, as, kid, I
2: was at the wrong time for this. I was yeah. like I was like Alvarez uh I looked look like what Alvarez looks like now as a kid. Um and was just like, "Oh, Kane shouldn't do that." Yeah. yeah of course I was of course miserable Matthew now I'm older more miserable Matthew but I, could, I fucking loved it
1: if it makes you feel better I was the same yeah. one time like...
2: he did it one time if this is Kane's new gimmick that I'm a big Hogan fan like <laughs> Abyss in 2010 I would have fucking hated it but <laughs> one time and it's what people remember it's probably the thing that people remember on the show the most uh. probably got the most hits on YouTube so yeah
1: at uh, uh, the time like you I didn't like it, but my God, watching this again, knowing the journey that you and I have been on with Kane, this is so fitting that this is his last night on SmackDown because he becomes like cool Kane, stupid Kane, regular Kane, all of them at once Mm. for
2: for seemingly our amusement. Yes, that's how (laughs) this works. Yes, (laughs) just for us. None of you people watching this will appreciate it as much as we do. also love that Lola exclaimed, Kayden Knight, at the same time the Rock mouthed it. A little bit of syncing up.
1: Oh, I didn't spot. That. You go
2: back and it was under Kane tonight. And, and Rock goes, and Lawless says it. They say it, it looks like Lawler's overdubbed Rock. Ah, oh, nice. Oh, that's great. The Kane, is a real thing, by the way. Also, <laughs> not, not a Kane fans. I should point out, but
1: <laughs> also I like that the Rock has millions of fans, but Hulk Hogan has twenty thousand. To... <laughs> I know what he meant, but it, but it. <laughs> He really downplayed
2: how I many think, fans Hogan you think, had. You know, in the rule of three, he was going to say someone else. And if you got like, you don't want to say like 20 million. But then 20,000 Kane fans. Yeah. Like, I, I th- In my head. 100,000. That's hard to say. I'll just say 20,000.
1: I Mandela affected this because I remembered him saying dozens of
2: Kane and Nights, but I think I've got it mixed Foley, up. Uh, that's what it was, exactly. wasn't it? Exactly. I'm, I'm with you. I remember it right. would what make sense for Kane to go, yeah, nobody likes me. <laughs> no, we fucking love you, Kane. We, don't, and don't, 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 Don't do that comedy. Like, The millions of rock fans, 20,000 Hulkamaniacs, and Matthew and Tom. (laughs) Yeah! And a bunch of diddlers. (laughs) That's the diddlers of Kane. (laughs) That's our boy. And and that match is... Oh, oh, sorry.
1: Before we get to that match, breaking Cold Olic Classic Smackdown review draft update. The Undertaker has been drafted to the troops. Because he does support them, so it makes sense. And podcast William Regal... Right... When he finishes his sentence, I'll let you know where he's gone. Okay. He's still going. Alright, still going. We'll check back on where Podcast William Regal's gone, because yeah. he's he's still mid sentence.
2: Alright, back to you, Matt. I like that. Some good acting there. <laughs> oh, is it OnTig has been drafted to Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, conflicting reports here, Undertaker's been drafted to the troops and local drug dealers. <laughs> <I> hmm. <can't... laughs> they seem at odds at one another, don't they? <laughs> He's wearing a crime ink shirt and from the police. Uh, All right, <laughs> whatever. Everyone it's, needs a hobby. It's an incorporated company. It's on the
1: government website. Ink.
2: That's right, yes. He's getting a tattoo done on his stupid throat.
1: On <laughs> his stupid throat!
2: And to show you what a loaded smackdown this is... <sighs> The next match is Hogan, Rock and Kane versus Kevin Ashcott Hall and X Pack. Bloody he hell. This is the main event. Uh, Giant pops for Rock and Kane. No idea about Hogan as his god awful <gasps> overdub theme plays. They should have played You've Done It Now instead. <laughs> should have played Ghosts Out
1: with a special. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Father Ted reference. Um, also, Hogan is still in the fucking NWO colors.
1: Yeah. Still in the black and white? The overdub of Voodoo Child made me ill. It's fucking awful. I, I get why they've made it that way because they yeah. want it to match the beats, yeah, which makes yeah, yeah. it easier to put other things in, but it's still very hard to put the, the music over mm. the top of it and it just sounds rubbish. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Hendrix.
2: Also, X Back is Brandishing. Nunchucks. Oh, I forgot about those. Uh <laughs> Tobaki is wacky, stacker two, and Hungry Man presents what looks like the worst goddamn food on earth. <laughs> Hungry Man. You know your food the food could be the fact that you're hungry. <laughs> Not the fact that it's filling. You'll eat this and you'll still want more. Just
1: fucking eat something, mate, man. Oh, yeah. What a
2: waste of money. Rock starts off with X so the crowd can get their chance out of the way. Rock is fast and nimble though. Uh Quick enough to out quick X-Pac because he's 0-2 Rock and he rules. Uh Hall slows Rock down and then Nash really slows down Rock. Who's the bitch now? Hot tag to Hogan who cleans house to the joy of the crowd. Big boot and leg drop to Hall. But Nash interrupts, enabling Hall to sleep with Hogan. So crowd can chant X-Pac sucks even though he's not doing anything right now. Then Kane tags in and cleans house and crowd goes nuts. No uh, exaggeration. Hogan levels of pop for Kane. Xbox Bronco Buster is blocked into a choke slam to end it, and that's the match. Non-stop heat and action for the brief time it was on. With Kane getting the rub, I mean, and this yeah. is, as you've said, the last SmackDown appearance of Kane, Hall, Nash, and Xbox.
1: And we can, yeah, we can officially confirm that uh, Cool Kane, Stupid Kane, and Regular Kane, and French Kane have all been drafted to Raw.
2: Yeah, right. They're like the Bear Family from Kong Country. <laughs> country. <laughs> they
1: have to all leave together at the same time. Um, I think To, to loop right back to sub- <laughs>
0: Before Before go go
1: any deeper. that's the second Will Young reference in this podcast Jesus what's wrong with this? well Will old What years <laughs> now uh, want to look back to something that you mentioned last week uh, where you talked about how Kev looked legitimately crossed with The Rock during their match
2: that, there's the speculation at the time I'm not sure if that's mm. just innuendo and Bollocks
1: well but... that's what The Observer and the Figure 4 Weekly have said well, Kevin Nash if was... you do get
2: union and Bollocks you got to go to the right place yeah,
1: that's, that's where you get it from uh that's, the, that's that's the the mothership yeah apparently kevin ash according to several sources uh, was very angry that the rock went into business for himself and called him big daddy bitch and i just find that deeply ironic from kevin ash to go why are you trying to ruin why are you trying to de-push me what are you doing that for i wouldn't do that
2: you've already gone <laughs> Kill me, fucking career <laughs> yeah
1: I, now you've gone hong kong no one will ever spend a million pounds on me ever again I'm gonna have to eat. I'm gonna have to have an interview while eating my dinner mm. <laughs> to make ends meet.
2: I'm sure the interview being there is really going down well. with The mid carders going, "Oh, we're taking a pay cut, are we?" And these these lads are just showing, "Right, okay," because <laughs> it, they're worth so much money that's because we're doing such low business. Because <laughs> but I have to take, it. right, okay. Just.
1: That's the. It's like the Simpsons. It's like the bit from the Treehouse of Horror where the where the mid lower mid carders, of WWF, are going, um, "You've been moved to Raw. That's good, but you're taking a pay cut." That's bad. But you'll be on TV more. Oh, that's good. But the NWR are on the same brand. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> it's a journey. Really fun six-man tag. Yeah. Holy fuck, putting Kane over like Rover yeah. before he leaves us forever.
2: Yeah. Which is the point of the draft. It's like, okay, we can't just have these guys at the top of the card. We now have other people pushed. And it's like, well, cool. There's Kane getting a rub. Mm, absolutely. Oh, fantastic. That, nice there. Go on, Kane. And from that, the highs, the lows. Uh, Jericho versus Matt Hardy. AEW, AEW. Cole says Jericho was a great uwu champion. Was just pause right there. A few <laughs> seconds. That's enough. Jericho's gear is much more toned down now. Unsure if that's a one-week thing or not. Uh, Matt runs to the ring to take on Jericho because he's so mad at him pushing him into a laundry box backstage. Everyone knows Matt hates doing laundry. <laughs> Leg drop with, uh gets two as these guys are powering through their stuff quick.
1: I knew it! Because Matt, before his laptop goes, oh, but the way he, <laughs> he did it made it sound like he was falling through laundry boxes, <laughs> oh.
2: Matt should have shown up with like a shirt wrapped over his head. <laughs> and
1: goes, yeah. Pair of pants around his Giant round his sweater.
2: <laughs> Leader lands the Frankenstein off the top, allowing Matt to land the twist of eight for two. However, Jericho blocks a sunset flip into a wall's. Accidentally gets pushed into leader, which distracts the ref. So Jericho low blows map for the win at 2 minutes 12. Well, that was something. Her have put. Oh, then Jericho puts leader in the walls because he hates women now, thanks to Steph. <laughs> yep. Leader's last appearance on SmackDown. Hardy's last appearance on SmackDown for five months.
1: Oh. End of an ear all again. Yeah, so many. Uh, but the Jericho Har- still sucks. I mean, the, I mean, the Hardys. We've been through some journeys with them. Basically, what we've learned from the Hardys is WWF loved them as opening match on SmackDown. The majority of stuff that we've seen from the Hardys have been them in opening tag matches on SmackDown yep. and losing quite a lot. Uh, we were there for the the singles uh, runs of both, or the the, mm-hmm. the the splitting of the team that
2: just fell apart immediately, like Play-Doh. They had that. One match that no one liked, and I don't think we liked it either at Vengeance. Mm-hmm. And they went, Okay, Undertaker's going to beat you up. Uh, they were, I think they were vocal about not having anything to do. So they took him off TV for a few months and put him back on TV. And I was like, Cool, we still don't have anything to fear. But again, maybe the draft will help. It won't, will it? Because Lesnar's about to kill them for two months.
1: They're going to spend two months getting killed by Lesnar, but I do believe uh, one of them wins a singles title this year in the next few months.
2: That's right, my Hardy will have a little mm. renaissance. Uh, We join half-naked wrestlers having fun with the APA. Tajiri wins the strip poker game, uh, or the round, I should say, and makes Tori take off her necklace. (laughs) Christian was one card away from a royal flush, so he has a tantrum and bang, bang, bangs the cards, the table, everything around him. And then Bradshaw says something afterwards, but Christian was so loud yelling that he's blown out the audio. So all we hear is Bradshaw going, whoa, 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 and then Fruit going, damn. I Which, didn't... in fairness, is all you need. Yeah, well, I didn't hear later. what he said either. You, could, you couldn't see <laughs> it on the subtitles <laughs> either. Going, Rah! So loud, and then it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that with the cameras backstage. Well done, Christian.
1: He posted something like, I'm going to be like Stan Hansen when I grow up. <laughs> That's what he said. I'd be, I'm going to be a billionaire in a bit. You know, what, you
2: know what's money? A rich Texan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and after that, IC champion Rob Van Dam takes on Test. RVD does the taunt in front of Tommy Chimel as he announces him. So Tommy's like, Mr. Rob Van Dam. I thought that was nice. That was
1: really nice. I mean, I l- RVD
2: making sure Chimel says his name right.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam's got lovely black and gold ring gear. Looks so very going. main eventy, yeah,
2: really does. Mm. So she had gold that ring gear. It's fantastic. Yeah. Not you, Dustin Rhodes. Shut <laughs> up. Sit down. Can <laughs> we go, go, go catering. Go play you. with your
1: stickle bricks. Go yeah,
2: away. <laughs> Test is also running through his spots as they've overloaded the show. Ivy mean, gets the kick off the top as Test is running faster than I've ever seen him. <laughs> Laura was talking about tits. Well, there's one talking right now. Test only gets two as he puts so he pushes the ref. Causing cold to remind everyone, he's Teflon and can't be fired. We're sticking with that. Yeah. That's great. That's a think reference from November. And
1: I'm sure they will pay it off perfectly in November. <laughs> right.
2: It's still got a lot longer than I thought, but yeah, okay. Tom's playing faces. And he's quite right. Tess keeps grabbing the ropes on pin attempts, so Earl kicks his hand off. Tess gets stuck in another sunset flip, so Earl fast counts Tess because he's such a dick. Nice finish, but we only saw this last year with Big Show versus Hardys where... The referee got so annoyed at Big Show being a dick. He fast counted and they would run away. So it's... I think you need to like wait a few years before doing those things again. Yeah,
1: you can't just keep pulling yeah. them out because it almost it almost makes the refs look like world beaters. Let's not it, That's do the other that. thing.
2: After Cole's been putting a, a, a good job on Coenberry saying, wow, Test, he's a guy you could build a franchise around. He loses to a ref.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> he gets... chat. I mean, I mean we're, we're keeping him on SmackDown, which is nice. So uh, one of the, the classic review friends is definitely staying. Um. Yeah. But I don't know whether we... I mean, the, we kind of get a little mini push for him because he gets into the King of the Ring and he and Brock yeah. Lesnar have a fucking belt yeah. at King of the Ring. And then
2: after that, it's a bit... Well, and we'll get into it, for the yeah. Canadian anti-American stuff. But Arvid, last SmackDown appearance for two years. Uh, oh, breaking news. Oh, hang on. Uh, sorry. Also, his push has gone <laughs> with him.
1: Ah! ah Tough break, pal. <laughs>
2: anyway, backstage, Raven bloody hell in getting TV time quotes Oscar Wilde, which of course is a great Oscar Wilde quote we all know. Which we is, destroyed. Who the, the, things... the fuck hired Raven? <laughs> <laughs> nearly, nearly got that. Right. <laughs> I Raven looks horrible with reds, <laughs> uh, and we get one last shot to book this match. So here it is, finally. Because you demanded it, Maven versus Raven.
1: Yay! Just a quick one about that segment, right? Have I missed a meeting? Because he talks about um, Maven experiencing the Raven effect, and I—is th- that the first time that we officially recognise that the Raven effect is the new name of the Even Flow?
2: I don't know. It's been such a long time since he did anything on TV. Yeah. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Maybe he watched Jacked and Metal.
1: He's been back since January, like touring, because he's him, yeah. him and Maven having matches on the House Show Loop, and they've been and
2: he's fighting Perry Satin on the House Shows yeah. and
1: stuff. But first time on telly in
2: ages. Yeah. Uh, Cole says this match could be confusing. Lola. Fucking asks, hell. Lola asks why.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs>
2: Raven smashes the hardcore champion with bin lids as the Philly crowd cheer. The easily impressed dum-dums. Maven gets dumped over the ropes and tries to land on the apron, but misses. And the ECW crowd get all chanty-wanty at him. (laughs) Until Tommy Dreamer, the guy who nearly killed Paul Heyman at WrestleMania X7, shows up and helps helps Raven take the hardcore title to Raw after a drop-toe hold on Maven. Again, this is all very, very rushed. uh, But this was Raven Dreamer's last SmackDown appearance. Oh, oh dear, how sad. Never mind. So we're
1: not going to see Raven and the Hardcore title for a while. Nor will we see what WWF Creative has cooked up for Tommy Dreamer, which is a different. It, I guess it gets him on telly, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a thing. It's eleven. It it it's eleven. Hang on, breaking news. Uh, Linda McMahon has been drafted to SAG-AFTRA. sag For her crimes against acting.
2: It's a little oh. it's a
1: little, uh, little popular joke there, a little culture joke. Oh. And d- don't worry, this one brings it back to our level. Lugs have been drafted onto everybody's feet. There we go. I
2: thought I was going to say uh, Linda is not being on TV due to issues about... Oh, no. About AI being <laughs>
1: <laughs> why have why have they gone back onto Raw and SmackDown in 2001 and just overdub Linda with AI? Well, the thing is, they haven't. Uh,
2: oh. <laughs> if I can't even see the strings at WrestleMania X Seven. It's amazing, isn't it?
1: <laughs> I imagine if there were strings, <laughs> somebody in the fucking yeah. ceiling
2: at the Astrodome. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> Oh, Looking, like, people don't know that the live feed version. When she stood up, they did. <laughs> they got rid of that. It's bullshit. If you look not really Fucking careful, George Lucas. If
1: you're not really careful, you can see a bloke just just by the rig with a broom <laughs> <laughs> lifting her up.
2: Yeah, and it it shows her face. She's going hey hey hey. <laughs> took all that out on the network. <laughs> I wonder, ne- wonder what version Netflix would put on. Yeah,
1: why... <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Netflix will, uh, if
2: will Vince reinstall goes, it. Linda? And then Linda goes, time to get busy. You <laughs> 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 issue... took all that out. <laughs> you tell people that, they go, what are you going about, you idiot? <laughs> Fucking bullshit.
1: The issue that we're going to have when everything moves to Netflix is that we'll be watching like a Smackdown from 2002, and it'll
2: pop up. You seem to be still watching Smackdown from 2002. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still watch this. we recommend antidepressants. <laughs> Put the Gilmore Girls back on. <laughs> yeah, you leave me and my nostalgia alone. I want the Golden Girls back on.
1: <laughs> if, if if something just happened in Smackdown, just go out the wazoo. Don't worry, because we are going to do the Cultaholic classic Gilmore Girls review. Because <laughs> we can get that on Netflix. Uh,
2: I'm here for that. I'm not. <laughs> You'll love I'm it. only vaguely aware of the Gilmore girls.
1: Oh, it's, it? it's it's a wonderful television wallpaper. It's it's like everything and nothing happens in it. It's lovely. <laughs> it's really just like soft focus, 90s comedy drama.
2: Oh. Well yeah. speaking of nothing happening. Vincent Kurt backstage said that free agent Austin may show up on Raw. He may also tell creative to piss off. <laughs> did you notice Vince's fuck up in this? What did you say?
1: So Vince was chatting to Kurt Angle, and uh, he says, "I can't believe that we lost the hardcore title to that creep Maven." Did he say Maven? He said, "I rewound it several times." He said, "Maven." I guess Ah-ha. he hates Raven so much he can't even bring himself to say his name.
2: He's so angry he can't even say he's that right, yeah. He
1: cares. So, so apparently Maven's still the hardcore champion. Oh, well. And Austin uh, is apparently on Raw next week.
2: Maybe. No, 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 no. They did not confirm this. He said yeah. Yeah, there's there. a Ruby. Which you... is true. He may be there. Yeah. They don't know. It's it's oh. a
1: real gamble if you haven't sorted anything out yet to, to even mention yeah. that on telly.
2: And if they get if they do that, they could say, well, Angle said that. We didn't say that. Ooh, what a crazy t- period for WWE this was. If someone
1: says something shitty like that in a podcast, then you can kind of dismiss it, right? But if, if they're saying it on the program, <laughs> then it adds a little bit of mileage. Case in point, this past Monday on Raw, where they have that video package with Hulk Hogan, and he goes at the end, the thing about the Rumble is the wild cards. You never know. I might have one left in me. Now, if he'd said that on fucking James's wrestling podcast, Yeah. You just go, ah, oh, whatever, mate. But WWE have, have seen that, recorded it, edited it, produced it,
2: broadcasted it. There was it. a lot of Hogan on Raw this week. Like,
1: yeah. We'll find out in a few hours, won't we? Ha <laughs> ha, brother, brother.
2: Oh, dude, it'd be so great for in London to people like, Hogan's here. <laughs> <Boo>! <laughs> oh, it'd be fucking great. Yeah. Fuck that racist. <laughs> Back in the APA office with everyone having fun until Regal shows up to laugh at the Lonely Tarts. My favorite Beatles <laughs> album.
1: Owner of the Lonely Tarts.
2: And he says he was right last week. APA is out of business because they're being drafted. He did say that last week. Uh, so the party over, right? Bradshaw goes, yep. So he drags Regal over the table and through the beers and everyone goes, ah, and runs away. And the topless APA says, well, I guess that's the end. And they uh, just walk together as friend and friend, partner and partner. They leave through the door, obviously, and change the sign from open to close. And they shake hands, and then the light dims. And bloody hell, that was, dare I say it, really well done Mm. and heartfelt, considering it's the fucking APA who do strip poker (laughs) and do, you know, hey, it's the stars from Rollerball. How are you doing? (laughs) their last TV appearance as a team for over a year. This was amazing, fucking cinema. And I mate. loved you putting on Twitter with the EastEnders.
1: Oh yeah, so I I oh. put over it with Julia's theme, which is the extended version of the EastEnders end credits, yeah. and it just and it just very poignant. Oh, cry every time. It was brilliant, so well done. God damn it, like and do you know what? And and I think there's there was some genuine there was there was some honesty there. 'Cause they were being split and, and and everyone's being split and I know like, you know, it's all characters and la la lol. But when you watch that and you see Farouk and Bradshaw shake hands, I swear, like Bradshaw's eye glistens a bit. Almost like he's tearing up a little bit because he knows this is like the end of an era for him. And I know that are men and beer, et cetera. But, y- you know, you are allowed to be a bit sad if you're a bloke. That's all right. Something I very much advocate for. And I think Bradshaw was a little bit emotional. That was the end mm. of the APA. And rightly so. Like, working with Ron Simmons for, uh, for, a guy like, for a guy like John Layfield, like, that's great. What a great exposure. What a great, what a great
2: run it was. What a brilliant wrestling gimmick. Oh, so good. If I don't think there's ever a better example of the gimmick being so much better than mm. the wrestlers because people will go, it's the ABA! And then the yeah. bell ring, like, oh, yeah, right, whatever. But like that gimmick backstage,
1: perfect. It's a gimmick I've explained to non wrestling fans, like Alex, I've just gone, so their thing is, wrestlers come into their office and they hire them to beat people up. That's brilliant. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it was great. so good. People seem to forget. It was so good. On TV in 2000, Chronic just did the exact same thing. Yeah, it's ripped well, it off. i are just going to do that. Mm-mm. I'm going back. not more
1: people ripped it off, to be honest. I think it's a brilliant gimmick. I'm, I mean, it hasn't been brought back. Yeah? I, that, I mean, obviously, you know, Farouk and Bradshaw are up there in years now. But you know what? We live in the year of the reboot. Is there, which, which modern team would you cast? I'm not saying call them the new APA, because that's nah, the kiss
2: of death. Dirty Deeds done dirt cheap, something like that.
1: Yeah. Who would you cast on WWE television that would do that now? Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, oh, yeah, yes.
2: Just need that because he's not doing much of than taking the shades off and then on again, and he's a big bruiser. And he's There's already been bad. paid
1: off by the Miz to do stuff, so they've right. already laid the groundwork for that. Mm. Big bad Bronson Reed. Yeah, he'd be brilliant. I was going to say Authors of pain with Paul Ellering is like they
2: that be way more interesting. Their account manager.
1: Right yeah. So you, if you want to book him, you have to go to Paul. And they go, can I book them for next week? And they go, oh, we'll see, you know. Yeah. And, and he's the he's the like the used car salesman that has to yeah. that, uh, that, that books them out. And then you got a nice little story there. Maybe when one week he books them out, and then they they feel morally obligated to not go. And then there's the juxtaposition mm. of character there.
2: You could do that. that would actually be really good. I was just like, all right, we're we going to do. Do you want us a bit of carrying cross? Cross like, haha. We just started as a team, and the AP go, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we have got matching T-shirts. Uh,
1: JBL spoke on the bump in 2021 about the end of the APA, Ooh, and he said um, we knew it wasn't going to last forever. We couldn't be doing this to uh doing it to this day yep. we can go back and do backstage stuff but we wouldn't be in the ring now uh backing that up any we couldn't back that up anymore so we knew at some point it was going to end which i hated i would have been happy being an apa member my entire life if jbl had never appeared and i'd retired at the end of the apa i'd have been perfectly fine with
2: that dude he would have gone down as like oh I remember bradshaw how fucking great he was mm. yeah this had been literally the end of his career it's like Oh man, that fucking gimmick! Yeah, it would have been amazing. Yeah, it? It would have been except so we got good. years of them going. Oh god, this guy stinks.
1: I'm a millionaire. You're like James Bond. <laughs> hey Germany, who's oh. this to remind you of? Oh so, yeah, that happens as yeah. well. We, do you know what's what's funny is we're talking all about this. We get the APA back in about a year's time on yeah, SmackDown. But like
2: the Dudleys, it's like
1: uh, it's a bit of a nostalgia. It's
2: like oh route. well, that didn't work. Let's go back to this. Maybe so. anyway. Oh, hang on.
1: Breaking news. Breaking news, I can confirm that that the stinker has been drafted to WWF New York. And, oh, WWF New York has been drafted to the bin. So a double whammy there. Congratulations to the stinker on your draft to WWF New York and consequently into the
2: bin. Who's the stinker?
1: Diamond Dallas Page. The stalker. Don't you know your own law? They knew it listening. They were there with me, going, ah, oh, it's a DDP. They're yelling
2: in the, the, <laughs> the metro home. Matthew, you idiot, the stinker's DDP. <laughs> the
1: stinker.
2: You're a stinger, Matthew. Is <laughs> in your podcast ability. <laughs> anyway, never mind smelliness. Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon take on the World Uwoo Champion Triple H and Ric Flair. Lola laughs at Flair coming out with no top on but dress pants, saying he's untanned and looking like a, p- a pit of milk. <laughs> That's what he says. pit of milk. <laughs> Meanwhile, Rick is prawn pink as usual. So I don't know what the hell was happening there. <laughs> um, Vince does his freak poses while Lorna wonders if Cole will end up on BattleBots next week. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. That's a great... BattleBots. <laughs> <laughs> we oh, can oh, confirm,
1: oh. Michael Cole has indeed been drafted to BattleBots.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. And beep, beep, beep. Roadblock will be taking his face <laughs> on a <commentary. laughs> Oh, no, Battle uh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Robert Rubber Wars. Oh, Sir Killalot's on Smackdown. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to take the he's gimmick. <laughs> Sir Killalot, I need you to beat a <laughs> BDP. Vim, vim. <laughs> Here comes Sir Killalot. <laughs> you beat- Drinking beers and smoking cigars backstage. <laughs> you beat Sir Killalot by just being
1: on a slightly higher incline. <laughs>
2: They don't know that. <laughs> Flair tags in because Triple H is scared of Big Vids, <laughs> So Vids tags in Kurt because he's scared of him. Flair gets to poke the eye early as the crowd woos loudly. Lawler says, he's the dirtiest owner of the game. That's good, that. Yeah, I, uh, I think Activision have you there. <laughs> it's topical. Tri- Triple H tags in and, of course, dominates Kurt. Come on, where have you been? Flair comes in to strut and hammer it up. Angle escapes and lands a back suplex so Flair can go, Oh, God! Oh, oh my God! Ah. Flair would do every match. I Love about that. Flair selling. Vince ah. demands <laughs> a tag and gets it to complete silence as Lola yells, "Wow! Well, listen to that roar! He's making cold cops! Oh. You spot that? I Nothing! I there did. isn't a single fucking pop of Vince. No one cares. No, <laughs> no one cares. He like doesn't care because it is last Smackdown for uh, a few years. <laughs> wow, listen to that raw. <laughs> Risky business, mate. You can join the XWF any day now.
1: Well, he knows that Vince isn't watching. <laughs> He's right, in right. the
2: ring. Yeah. Hey, good victory John Maven, eh? Huh? Uh, Vince tries to do the figure four, but Flair kicks him off, and Vince runs away after a few chops. No one reacts to that for some reason. Flair dares to do mat-holds on Kurt, who immediately reverses. I mean, yeah, come on, man, he's Olympian. Triple H DDT's angle, but Vince is still able to apply the figure four on Flair, kinda. Flair reverses it, bringing in the adults of the crowd to make noise. So Triple H goes to Pedigree, but Vince uses the title on Triple H. But Triple H kicks out, "'Cause he's the game!' Hot tag to Flair, who comes off top with a messy chop. I think. Crowd is forgiving. Or drunk. Flair batters Vince some more as the crowd sound, "'Done!' Flair locks in the figure four while Kurt brawls with Triple H. But it's that damn red devil Undertaker who big kicks Flair while dressed as a moody team. Booger Red. Booger off. <laughs> Allowing Vince to get the pin and Undertaker drags him away. Flair's last Smackdown appearance and Taker's last Smackdown appearance for five months. Just a crazy sprint of breakups and angles. Some worked and some didn't.
1: I think the crowd were very quiet on this one, which, which Jerry Lawler was keen to point out. I think
2: they're a bit burned out because... Dude, it's been such a crazy episode of SmackDown. It's like, yeah, we're done, mate.
1: Throwing a lot at a crowd in a two-hour space.
2: They just want to wipe their dick on the curtains and leave. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great image, that is. Sorry.
1: I enjoyed Flair resting in his trousers like it was 2000 WCW again. Do you remember that New Blood Millionaires Club thing where Flair was like, I'm going to fight every week, so I'm not going to put my gear on.
2: I missed when that was apparently an order from whoever was doing management going... People don't want to see your, your saggy tits anymore, Flair. So he had Hawaiian shirts on and he looked like when they like updated Donald Duck for Quack Attack. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, "I'm going to make him cool." They were sailor outfits in the 90s. He goes, "Aha, Hawaiian shirt." He's a big fat park animal or a crazy gay guy. <laughs>
1: I kind of get why Flair had such crises of confidence as he arrived in the WWF in two thousand and two, because it sounds like a lot. Whilst he was so successful and so good for WCW, like um, like like the like a, a pillar of WCW, it was kind of scattered with people going, "You're shit, you're old, cut your hair, change your gimmick, you pasty
2: old tits, fat crap, shit." Go away. Well, no, like, Lola hates him because he's he's saying all this stuff because he's the evil. No, 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 <laughs> like, no. But I mean,
1: I'm not talking about Lawler. But oh. your story about in 2000, he was told no one wants to see your tits. Put a shirt on. And you had Jim Hurd going, no one cares about Flair. You're now Spartacus. Cut your hair. Bischoff going, like you weren't a draw in this company. Get yourself away. Like, it seems like everybody had it in for Flair. It's not no one's fair to Flair.
2: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's there's two hundred years of being on top you had before that. He That's did a, have a yeah. lot of
1: time on top, but High I can God. I can see by somebody as somebody who uh, often takes criticism far too much to heart, I can see why Ric Flair had a crisis
2: of confidence. Yeah. The A. D. had a really good two year run, but <laughs> fucking oh sorry, <laughs> sorry I'm not, for a combined six months of Flair's run on WCW. I'm, I'm like not, oh, your tits are sagging, me.
1: I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not saying it's justified. I'm not
2: saying it's not justified. They instructed the instructor Gary Michael Capella to go, hailing from saggy tits. <laughs> 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 <Rickler>. <laughs> That's lovely. Good Michael Capella.
1: Last Smackdown with all the friends together, all the boys together and girls.
2: Uh, what did you remember? The Canaanites. Oh, oh man, because so yes. anyway, I remember again, I remember not liking it. Oh silly Kane I don't like fun Blah 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 But now as an adult I'm like They did it one time mate He's going to Raw Kane was over It was, it was over on the level Of Hogan I'm like okay Get that That's a good idea What about yourself mate
1: I, I remember that obviously But I also remembered The final match Of the Dudleys like, like, like that. Even in just like ten minutes worth of, of showtime, it still felt significant. If they don't win the titles, they split forever. Like, how much more fun that would have been if they'd given it a whole show? But I get why they didn't. Serving lots and lots of masters. Um, what did you forget?
2: The APA. Yeah. I, I was watching it back going because it's one of those moments. I guess you'll all realize. Maybe people in real life will have one of these moments, or maybe it's just you know, for a big party, and you realize, ah, oh, the, the the party's over. It is time to go. The mm. have these moments, maybe in real-life parties, maybe it's just a metaphor or a simile for something, when you're realizing that, it is time to move on. And it can get you. It's a very relatable moment. It's not often, we ha- get these moments in WWE, and we're going to get a lot more crazier and gimmicks and storylines, to say the least. So when you get these real-life things, where people are going to go, yeah, that's right, you know. It's, I, I like a bird, I'm- I've got to be moving on, yeah. I'm gonna say that. Never change. I'm gonna say that as well for mine
1: because yeah. it's just again it just caught me completely off guard with how sentimental
2: it was. Yeah. Everybody gangster until the comedy guys get serious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Uh, oh, and just you know how simple and effective it was. Where open the close, the thing we've seen for like. That could have ended like Crossroads or Open our Hours. I guess we're shut all hour hours now. Like that could have been a proper soap moment. I was like, I can't believe how good this was. So good. The lights dimmed. Bravo. Wow. Bravo bloody You know they left and then inexplicably the Lord is my shepherd. It's playing <laughs> over time. That was a bit weird. <laughs> that's Linda, Robo Linda started doing kickflips. <laughs> that made us stay feel- tuned for a new Star Trek Voyager. Right, <laughs> like, that's not Linda. <laughs> That might Stay tuned
1: version. for a new Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> She's
2: here. Um, <laughs> now being drafted from Voyager <laughs> <laughs> to Deep Space Nine. Six of nine. Wait, what was her fucking name? Six of nine. She's she one of six of she nine. She's one the fought the Rock. They didn't really call her Sixty Nine. I don't. Remember. Boy, that show, was nine, really des- dude. that show was really desperate for, like, uh oh, learnings are down. We're going to get a sexy Borg woman who's six of nine. Oh. Is it really a fucking name? Anyway, yeah. So- short, or is it seven of nine? Seven of nine. Seven oh. of nine. That's right. We just, like, that's not right maybe is we're
1: is just horny and we just call her six of nine.
2: I, I loved that show as a kid. Him to him. <laughs> so, Tom, what have you got?
1: On the podcast feed right now, uh, in the wake of the news of WWE uh, selling up to Netflix, Oh, yeah, it's been a crazy changes in yeah. WWE. Um, we did a special report where on the podcast feed, where I spoke to uh, people from Fightful. I spoke to Brian Cannison from OVW about the impact that Netflix had on their bottom line. I spoke to BJ Colangelo, the editor at Slash Film, to see like how this could affect the, the bigger world of cable and how potentially it could be the beginning of the end of Cable if a move like mm. this is successful. Did you speak to BJ? BJ Calangelo.
2: Oh, I loved him in Wolfenstein.
1: <laughs> hey! Uh, had a s- chat with uh, Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Oh, cool. We, you know, we, the... we got into the weeds. Oh, wow, he and... really
2: went in deep in this. In like Hell yeah, Jesus. Mate. Well
1: done, We did a 24-hour 20, turnaround on this, mate. Uh, great chat with him about like sort of the numbers and the big significance of this. Uh, had a chat with the guys who hooked on wrestling because under this new model... Uh, this essentially will shut their business. That will be the end of Hooked on Wrestling and their oh. watch par- they do watch parties around the UK right. and,
2: oh shit yeah and with the change and we're going to have to do the closed thing like, yeah we even- might be doing oh the cl- my god we
1: might be doing the closed thing wow. the a- but we talk about that. and obviously you know there's a lot of times we now in January so things could change but certainly we talk about the impact that it's had on them and as I say Brian from OVW was great and talk about how Netflix was a boon to their business and it still continues to be Aidan Gibbons is here for the meat and potatoes news of it all as well from cult- our editor-in-chief at Cultaholic.com uh, it's a 30 minute podcast it's waiting for you there Stick it in your ears And we'll tell you Everything that we know On this moving beast Of a, of a wrestling news story Wow uh, And Box Park tonight
2: Yeah
1: we'll See you in a few hours At Wembley
2: Anything you want to plug? Nah Oh uh, New <laughs>
1: yeah. Botchamania will be on New Botchamania no- every week I know But it's good to remind people Yeah Retention and all that yeah. 499 nine, Is it episode 499? Nine nine? No, no 4 8 seven four, Ah I thought we were Far Why close not? to the five hundred. <laughs> <that> I thought <laughs> Thought we were far closer. Don't worry about it. This is my last classic review in my thirties. Isn't that the thing? That's the thing.
2: Well, the party's <laughs> over. I'm just
1: closed stop on <laughs> Yeah Closed on Tom's brittle bones <laughs> Oh stop
2: it here. The only old <laughs> you feel Tom
1: The only old is the only woman you feel Thankfully the woman I feel Is 32
2: Yeah Jurassic Park <laughs> <laughs>
1: We'll have more wrestling news as well Throughout the week Cultaholic.com He's at Matthew Gregg on Twitter I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter and Together we're at Goldaholic on Twitter See you at Fox Park Fly.